Welcome to our podcast where we discuss Sex in the City episode by episode. We are exploring the stories shape- that shaped our understanding of being a modern woman and what sexuality could be. And all those other naughty bits. I'm Zimmy, your cultural sex guide. And I am Britt, your super sex positive pop culture geek. And this, and this is, is Funky, Funky Spunk. Spunk. What episode are we on again? Nine. <laughs> nine. I, uh, <laughs> I was going to start and then I couldn't remember the episode number. Welcome back for episode nine. Boom. We are cruising through. We are three fourths of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. The turtle and the hare. Yes, turtle. Who, ironically, I don't dislike the way I dislike some other ca- small characters in this season. Well, we're going to get into that. Uh, but first, let's do the intro. Okay. <laughs> let's do it. To it, honey. You would think I'd be better at that by now. I think you're doing great. Thanks. <laughs> I think I fumbled every intro we've done. Uh, okay, let's talk about this episode. We've got a ton to talk about. Yes. Okay. So, turn on the hair. We start at what looks like the most cliche late 90s wedding that could be. Your everyday $100,000 wedding, which I googled, $100,000 in 1998 is equivalent to $160,000 today. Yeah. So, big wedding. (laughs) The girls are at the wedding. They're at the singles table. Uh, They're all wondering who she's marrying, which is just something I don't relate to. Like, I've definitely attended a wedding where I maybe don't know your partner as well. Yeah. But in the modern day, I feel like I shouldn't be invited if I've never met your partner. I just want to mention, though, that they have a reference that they look like the witches of Eastwick and I loved it. <laughs> All black. Yeah. In the world of like weird, bad champagne tones. So good. I'll be in your coven. <laughs> they do all look spectacular. They do. Yeah. So they're at the wedding and they're wondering who the bride is actually going to marry. Mm-hmm. Uh, they realize who she's marrying. Because and- she's been dating all these fabulous men. Yes. The- one of the funniest lines in the show in the first season, I think is Carrie as a narrator saying, does anybody else remember that she had said he's so boring and that he's more boring than exposed brick? Oh my goodness. It was so good. Okay. I have had a friend who did this. Oh. Yes. Oh. She didn't say as boring as a brick, but she said, he's not great, but he'll do for now. Oh. And then she ended up marrying him. Whoa. Yeah. You know, when... People talk about the sanctity of marriage. <laughs> they never talk about the people that are like, nah, he'll do for now. Yeah. But this Brooke is one of them. She's yeah. like hugging them goodbye. Yeah. Such an awkward moment because she says something different to each of the women. She tells Charlotte that she's next, which is not surprising. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what she's told Miranda. She told her something kind of weird, but not as weird as Carrie, who she says to, you should marry somebody who loves you more than you love them. Which I don't know. We're I mean, let we're let's talk about that advice. Let's let's kind of like really break it open and see if it's bad advice. I do think it's bad advice on your wedding day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's certainly sending some flags. Yes. And that is something that you potentially tell your intimate girlfriends leading up to the wedding, you know? Like if you hit a point or a certain age or like if you're baby crazy and you want to make sure that you can get to, get a baby out before you're 40 kind of thing. So you're going to take whatever is an operating sex pile. Mm -hmm. Then sure. I think that this happens more often than we want to admit. I do too. I actually agree with the advice. Interesting. Mm -hmm. 
Why? I feel I have dated people who I definitely think I've dated the people where I like them more than they like me mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am a spoiled princess peach person, <laughs> but I like it when you like me more. Princess Brit. Yes. I will take a tiara. So is it because of all of the attention or the fear of rejection? I think it comes down to safety, right? Like stability. Yeah. You're okay. looking, you know, when you're thinking about long-term partners or even in the moment partners, whatever, you're looking for somebody who to some extent you trust on some level. So whether this is a one night stand or your wedding day, ideally you're looking at this partner and there is something to be said about like in this instance, in the show, it is clear he likes her so much more than she likes him, which means she's probably not going to have all these thoughts of like, is he going to be a wandering eye? Is he cheating on her? Does he love her? Uh, is he being open and honest about his finances or his whatever? And like, will he be there on the days that are really shitty kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And I think there's security in knowing that that person loves and likes you enough to show up in all of those dirty moments. You know, the more you talk about it, now I'm fairly certain that this happens most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of think so. And if, and if it's not, then it probably ends in divorce. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> First timer, everybody. First timer. <laughs> uh, with that being said, I she, like my partner a lot. Okay. You have, I think still think you have to heal. Yeah, let's just be clear. I think you still have to love the yes. person, though. But maybe yes. not like passion is the only thing you guys have going. I think it shows up the most in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn to really love a partner whether or not they're the partner for the rest of your life, right? Like as you start to date, you learn to like things more about this person or not, in which case leads to a faster breakup. Mm-hmm. But we've all had our long-term relationships then we're no longer with those partners and i think there's something to be said about the fact that that grows over time and then eventually comes to that stopping point right that breakup point and in the beginning it's pretty easy to just be like oh this person i kind of like this attention i kind of like this affection and then you kind of learn to give back especially if potentially you are a more reserved person you have to have love though yeah because sometimes it's really hard and if you don't have sometimes that's the thing and that's what gets you through i think zimmy is the groom in this situation (laughs) (laughs) well and to take it back to the episode what's weird about this woman giving this advice in this moment because it's literally like her saying goodbye to everybody at the wedding Mm -hmm. uh, what's weird is it directly applies to the carrie big relationship so it wouldn't be weird if Carrie and this woman, we later see them getting coffee or like exchanging a gift later in the episode. It's not weird then if Carrie's talking about, oh, here's the relationship with Big and I and I feel like I'm just falling faster and he told me he never wants to get married again. And like that is a place where I think that not advice is worthwhile. Wedding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think it's weird advice, but I also kind of agree with it. So the whole episode is centered around settling. Yes. Fast forward. The girls are at their round table having mm-hmm. breakfast, talking about vibrators mm-hmm. the way they do. The rabbit. And Miranda says that she may never need a man again. Men might be obsolete in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And she has a solid point. In the heterosexual world, she has a solid point. Yeah. Women can have babies on their own. Women are getting better and better jobs. The world is opening. 
And the rabbit can give you better sex than most men have, according to Charlotte. According to Charlotte. According to Charlotte. Who naturally was terrified of the rabbit and was scandalized at the idea of replacing a real life dick with a silicone dick. But then she gets addicted to it. So she's decided, I mean, and Char's the one, the proponent of love and marriage. She's the the number one cheerleader for it. And then all of a sudden, one episode, she's like, no, it's fine. I'll just settle for this. This seems to be good enough. Yeah. Same with Samantha. She like gets rejected by that guy at the restaurant on the date. Yes. Oh, yeah. We forgot to mention at the wedding, we meet a couple men. We meet one of them is Turtle. Bernie... Turtletown. We meet Bernie Turtletown. It's Can you imagine? Turtletown, Samantha right? Turtletown. Oh, God. Samantha's not taking anybody's last name. But she starts dating him. Sort of. Okay. Yes. So he is so boring at the wedding. And there's a moment where all three women are just like rolling their eyes and giving him this. Nobody cares. And I, I feel we have all been in that situation where there's the one person that is just not reading cues. Mm-hmm. I oh, I cringed. It was a hard moment. But Samantha goes out on a date with somebody she met at the wedding. He disappears, which was so tacky. I The guy like, on the sh- date? Yeah. They're the, on the, a date getting drinks. The original guy on that Samantha's on a date with disappears. Like literally sees another woman and just kind of follows that. It's so bizarre. So tacky. I mean, he's super douchey. But she they mentioned that Samantha had two, a couple of cocktails and in 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Left. She was she was ready to party. Yeah, I could probably do a cocktail in 10 minutes, but two cocktails in 10 minutes. I mean, we're moving into we're moving into saucy Brit. So no wonder she decided to go on a date with Bernie Turtletown. Runs into Bernie. <laughs> runs into the turtle. He uses this line of like, what do you think about this shirt? It's my, my ex-girlfriend picked it out for me. And in the episode, he ends up using it twice. And it's a weird fucking line. It's a bad line. Such a bad line. Samantha confronts him, says he has bad breath, says that he's going nowhere unless he fixes all these things. He makes a very bad joke that references domestic violence. Therefore, I do not like it. Hmm. And then Samantha decides he can be a fixer upper, a brownstone, if you will. I mean, good for her. A project. Everyone needs a project. Have you ever dated a project or have you ever been the project? Girl, I am a recovering codependent. (laughs) My dating life is littered with projects. I love a project. <laughs> it's so such a bad thing that we learn as women to find these like broken men and fix them. I I think that it's a I guess gender neutrally finding a partner that you feel like you're seeking somebody that needs you. Mm-hmm. That is so satisfying. The problem with that is that they won't always need you hopefully if the project is complete they won't always need you if the project is incomplete then you're just like constantly in this broken cycle and you never get to take care of yourself no so it's different to be like you know what i'm gonna teach my partner to put his socks away (laughs) is a different project (laughs) than like this guy has a sex addiction maybe we should work on that yes 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 if you, if anyone out there is seeking codependency um, resources, we will add some information in the show notes for you. Yeah, absolutely. So she fixes him up. This whole like idea of settling, right? I mean, this shakes Carrie to her core. It does. It becomes. Oh, I forgot. We forgot 
the main point about Carrie. All right, let's get back to Carrie. <laughs> but I do want to say that Samantha puts Turtle in an all-black outfit, and he looks spectacular. So what in doubt, mm. all-black is the way to go. Yeah, noted. There's a little tip for you yeah. from our fashion expert. When you're <laughs> fixing your terribly dressed men in cargo pants, the real key is just all-black and it has to fit. Mm-hmm. Okay, back to ter- Carrie. This, this whole idea of settling is Carrie's article of the week. She learns. She calls big. And says... Yeah, he's her first interview. Yeah. Which, such a short, weird... Like, I know TV makes it as such, but I've never had a short, weird phone call like that with my pseudo date. What do you mean? Like, it was just bizarre. She calls him and she says, why do people get married if they're not in love? And Mm. he gives his answer, which is overall pretty funny. It's like a moment where I'm like, yeah, I like big in this moment. I think I like big in this episode, actually. Huh. Weird. Oh, man. Weird. What is becoming of us? (laughs) And then we learn that he has no intention of ever being married again. Which shakes Carrie. Obviously. She wasn't even thinking about marriage at the time. No. And now she goes, she's thinking, what's the point of dating this person? This is the time. Uh, This is partially maybe why I like big in this, because this is the time to say something like that. Like you're early enough in the relationship. You're not over the moon committed yet you know nobody's on the same lease people don't have keys yet this is definitely the time to discuss things like kids and marriage and like what are our life goals what is what is happening beyond just sharing a passion for passion Mm -hmm. and he's already been married before it went sour doesn't want to go down that road and he is actually starting to communicate with carrie which is great it's great naturally she spirals about it obviously yeah So she goes to the ballet. She was supposed to go with Charlotte. Charlotte obviously got distracted with the rabbit and decided to orgasm all night long instead of watch Men in Tights. Mm. Yep. So she invites Stanford. I mean, can we blame her? (laughs) Stanford, our favorite character. So good. Comes on in. We get Stanford and Chanel. Yeah. (laughs) I'm such an old lady at heart. I cannot wait to have a classic Chanel styled mini blazer. You could do it right now. Yeah, you know, I actually went to shopping a couple days ago and tried to buy a tweed classic Chanel style one. And my partner was like, okay, you're still 33. Slow your <laughs> Too roll. Soon. Too, Too soon. soon. I'm just dying to be old. Okay. So Stanford and her start talking about settling. And then we understand. And this is one of the things that I do love about Sex in the City in terms of time and history. It is the first, besides for Will and Grace, it's one of the first shows that really starts to break down. Uh, the gay identity in the gay world that exists out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody else previously had just pretended it didn't. So now Stanford's talking about how even people like him, and he's self-identifying as not a 10. Um, Which is he, sad. It makes me sad. It Because we love him so much. I know. His rejection His on the rejection street is, is oh, oh, so sad. Crushing. He like puts a notice out there in the paper, because that's what you do back in the 90s. Hmm. And that dude is like, nah, I'm not settling for you. And he doesn't say that explicitly, but it is He sad. says it's not going to happen. It just takes one just, look at him. I know, it's, it's so It's the sad. same as like going on a blind date and them not showing up. You know that they went to the window. They oh, took God. one look at you and they were like, nope. Uh, yeah. So we have this really sad moment with Stanford. They kind of make this pact about like maybe they should get married so that way he can get his grandma's inheritance, which I fully support. This is, I mean, in theory, this is kind of a best case scenario. If Carrie wants to get married and 
she's not going to get married to Big and Stanford wants his inheritance. They could just settle for each other. Yep. But I don't, it's not it's enough. Not going to happen. Yeah. Because Carrie wants more, which she says to Big at the end of the episode, as if open and honest communication works. Hmm. But then, of course, he like makes an analogy out of the spaghetti sauce. So it doesn't end up being clear communication. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. It was good. It was like I said, this was a good moment for Big. But I was like, oh, look, who's somewhat expressing his thoughts and feelings. Uh, I would like to mention one thing that over the spaghetti sauce, this is like a huge this is like big um, basically saying no. He doesn't he's not ready to talk about that right now. And in the movie, they decide to get married basically in the same spot. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this brings up an interesting uh, debate. Uh, hey, listeners, are you ready for our next segment? Getting dirty. Yeah. So this episode brings up an interesting point with all of the characters talking about settling. Britt and I are going to talk about whether or not you should date somebody that doesn't want to get married. Carrie is struggling with this throughout the entire episode and struggling whether she should talk to Big about it. So Britt and I are going to go head to head. I say you should not date somebody that doesn't want to get married. Cut it off immediately. And I disagree. Of course you do. <laughs> How dare you put this on me? <laughs> it is you. <laughs> Uh, so each of us will get one minute on the clock to discuss our side of the topic. And then afterwards, we're going to be able to ask each other a question. Unless the argument is just so perfectly stated that the other person doesn't feel like they have to ask a question. But let's be honest, we're too chatty for that. So it's true. One minute on the clock, please. Okay. Are you ready? Because you're going to go first. I am. Okay. Three, two, go. I would argue that... You should not date somebody who doesn't want to get married, especially if they are openly communicating from the beginning. That's one of those deal breakers. You can't just gray area that. It's like having kids or getting married. Those are very cornerstone aspects of a relationship. And if they aren't willing to do that and that's important to you, then you need to move on. And it might be difficult, but... You guys aren't agreeing on a core value system. You have 30 seconds left. Are you ready to drop it there? Sure. Okay. Okay, you have 30 seconds left. Is that all you're going to say? Yep. Okay. Good. Can I have a minute and a half? <laughs> Do you forfeit that 30 seconds to me? Sure, you can have my minute and a half. Yeah. I don't think I need a minute and a half. Minute and a half on the clock. <laughs> Let's, I mean, I'm really good at talking. This is probably just fine. Ready? Mm-hmm. Go. Okay. I think Zimmy is wrong. And I think she's wrong because in the beginning, you under you everybody enters a relationship ideally as two individuals, right? And you each have your own value systems. But so often a good union is learning to love and adapt the other's value systems. And so if you know, at this point in time, big, who I appreciate saying like, I never want to be married again. I get that. Divorce sounds awful. And that's something that you can like sympathize with. Even if you haven't been through a divorce, you can sympathize. So by Carrie, if Carrie were to bail right now, she misses out on the opportunity of actually having a really great life with somebody all over whether or not 
there should be a legal document. And I think you can make your life successful without a legal document. Uh, So moral of the story is you're going to grow and build this life together and you could grow and decide and your partner could decide that they want to follow along your value paths or you could decide that this is worth going down the path. It's worth figuring out. I see your point. Yeah, I have a great point. Um, And I hope that works out for all of the people that are thinking that right now who are dating people who don't want to get married or don't want to have kids. I hope that works out for everybody who's in that situation. However, I have a question for you. If it doesn't, I am asking you a question right now. Damn it. I was trying to cut you off. If it doesn't work (laughs) out and you end up resenting that person for not ultimately blending to your value system, Mm -hmm. what is the boundary that you set to break off, break it off with that person? So what you're indicating there is that one partner is going into the relationship thinking they can change the mind of the other partner. And that is pseudo manipulative. It's like if the one, that's not what I'm saying. That's kind of what you're saying because you're essentially saying like this person who goes in wanting to get married. So let's say Britt Riser wants to get married and she's going to go and date this person named big who is not getting married. I would be pro continuing to date big because the life could still be good. So like, sure, I want to have a wedding and I want to like celebrate my love and blah, blah, blah. But I also could end up finding out that like I would rather travel with this person or I would rather like sit at the kitchen table and talk about spaghetti sauce with this person rather than have the big party and the legal documentation and just continue to file a single on my taxes. Okay, um, but for some people, marriage isn't just a legal document. And I'm not talking about manipu- going into a situation manipulating them. I mean, if you're going, if you say to yourself, okay, this person doesn't want to get married, so I'm going to have to be okay with not getting married. And then resentment later for that person having kept you for something that you really wanted creeps into the relationship at what point do you say, well, enough is enough? And isn't it so d- more that, difficult at that point in time? It is totally more difficult. And I think that is a valid concern. But by you going down this path, you've kind of like given up the right to that concern. So I, if you are the type of person who knows that you could end up resenting this person for this, or like, you know, if you really want kids and your partner really doesn't want kids, like these are, to your point, These are value-oriented staples, and a partnership should figure that out. But I think in the beginning of a partnership, you're still trying to figure out if you want to share a bed with somebody, and, like, the rest of that comes, right? Like, But you're saying that you have enough control and knowledge over your your thought process that you're, you know that you're going to resent somebody, and I can't say that a majority of people can say that I not don't everybody think... is as self-aware as i am okay <laughs> well there it is so let's hear from you guys go Wait, on I didn't to ask my question oh sorry go ahead well now i forgot it give me a second sure okay zimmy are you ready for my question yes Britt. i see that you tried to push past me but i refuse to let that happen okay okay so now you're ready do you think people can change their minds that's a really good question I mean, I think, like, let's at least focus on the big and carry in this moment. Spoiler alert, we do know that they, big ends up marrying somebody else and then marrying Carrie, right? Like, what 
happens, like your argument says that there is no room for growth or change. I think that there is room for growth and change. I think that banking on that growth and change Mm. is what opens up the opportunity for resentment if it doesn't happen. Okay. But you guys have this debate. (laughs) (laughs) You tell us who won. Go on to our Instagram poll. We post it every week on Wednesdays when we post our new episodes. And you can vote and uh, comment on our posts and tell us what you think. It's uh, on Instagram at Funky Spunk Podcast. Can't wait to hear from you because I love knowing I'm right. I think I'm losing in the polls. I think you I'm are. winning in trivia but losing in the polls. Yep. Are you all fighting me? <laughs> you will not enjoy the That's what it feels like. We're going to take a hey, real quick break. break. Do you? <laughs> we'll right I bet back. you do. Our newest sponsor is Reverie Floral, a custom floral and design shop located in Denver, Colorado. The shop focuses on large events and weddings and rad floral installments. Reverie's a big fan of us. We're a big fan of you. So obviously, this is a match made in flower-filled heaven. Check them out at reveriefloral.com or on their Insta at reverie underscore floral and revel in the pretty with us. I just want it on tape so that when I'm listening to this later, I can remember that moment. (laughs) You just yelled at me and so that I was an incredibly frustrating human being. (laughs) I want to roll my eyes so hard. If I had a dime... Oh, man. It's not frustrating. I remember earlier in the episode when you were like, I'm a hard person to like. I have an opinion. Draining the glass. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. We're back for Sexpert, the quiz section of our podcast where one of us quizzes the other on whatever topic we feel like. Whatever nonsense. Whatever nonsense we feel like talking about. Uh, I do think Zimmy is breaking late. And could be catching up to me in points. I'm still way behind. Oh. But Are I you did, actually keeping points? I did really well last week, but I'm still I'm still behind. Threesome on the threesome. Yeah. Proud of you. It was a really good moment for me, guys. Mm-hmm. It was a really good moment. It's like you peaked, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I may be peaked. <laughs> this week, I am quizzing Brit. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. What is this quiz about? This quiz is about... The Things U.S. government. Oh, typically that's a thing I know. <gasps> I just jinxed myself. <laughs> All right, let's go. How many members are in the House of Representatives? Man, we're just pulling out a left. This has nothing to do with anything we've talked about, but it's 247, right? Okay. It is, to be fair, I we talked about, we spent the entire episode talking about settling and during this current climate, I feel oh. like a lot of people settle with not that someone else is taking care of. I like how we got here. Government and I'm not going to worry about it and I'm just going to let them handle it. This is such a good low key diss. Oh, <laughs> I'm here for it. Uh, I think that it's like 247. Sure. Great. What is it? The House of Representatives <laughs> is made up of 435 elected members that's not close at all i'm literally 200 people off oh you didn't say 435 no i said 235 oh you're definitely off 
<laughs> Damn it. I should have just gone with it and been like, yeah, I deserve that point. Uh, 400, you know, mm-hmm. what do I know about American politics? Uh, okay. I'm this, you can, I'll give you a bonus. Uh oh. House of, so the House of Representatives is made up of 435 elective members divided amongst the 50 states, but there are six non voting members. Where are they from? Puerto Rico and DC. Is that it? Those uh, are two of them. Guam. Yes. Oh, I assumed that they would have multiple people under those. Uh, okay. Puerto Rico, DC, Guam. The, do we have an American Virgin Islands? Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like I got it with those. Th- Glendale, Colorado. That's not a real place. Maybe they don't. I'm checking because it only says U.S. territory. That's got to be Guam though, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure Guam has a non voting person rep but i don't know for sure i certainly don't know three more so yeah guam great makes sense fucking nailed it okay bonus do i get three was that a three point bonus no it was oh. like a fake bonus oh but i think it should cancel out this first question <laughs> who knew guam okay i knew guam <laughs> american samoa guam the northern mariana islands and the u.s virgin islands this is what i'm talking about i don't even know where the northern mariana islands are no i also thought the one you said before that the guam no american samoa i assumed that they were a part of alaska yeah we're the fucking worst like i feel like both of you both you and i are pretty knowledgeable individuals and yet we couldn't answer this fucking question (laughs) Okay, well, I got three. I'm going to say I got three and a half because the British Virgin Islands is what I was thinking of. But apparently there are U.S. Virgin Islands. And I literally said, Mm -hmm. are there U.S. Virgin Islands? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I get a solid 3.5. But no, I didn't know about the Samoans and the other islands. I'll give you that point. I'll give you the point. Good. For the question. So for those of you who know or don't know. (laughs) No one knows. Just so you know, there are 435 elected members of the House of Representatives. And there are also six non-voting members representing District of Columbia, Puerto Rico, and the four other territories of the United States. Which includes Guam. Which includes Guam. And we should all probably get to know those places a little better and maybe give them voting rights. I don't know. Let's look into that. Maybe statehood. Number two. Okay. (laughs) Name four... Of the founding fathers. Four of, okay, George Washington, um, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, way to go. Cool. That's a point. I, I, I thought for sure you were going to go Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I did reference Hamilton in my head. I got four. Mm-hmm. That's a point for me. Currently, nine justices make up the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The Honorable John G. Roberts Jr. is the 17th Chief Justice of the United States. Mm -hmm. How many associate justices have there been in the court's history? Wow, I have no idea. So associate judges mean any of the nine, they're not the chief. Correct. I have no idea. Let's go with 42. Is that your final answer? Okay, based off your eyes, it can't be. (laughs) 
29. You have to get this one right because I can't give you a fudge because I fudged you on the first one. Yeah, but I don't know the answer. I don't even know how to math this. Think higher. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because this probably started back in the 17, 7, when was, when was America born? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what do I know? 1776. Yeah. So, okay. 112. Much better than your first guess, but wrong. 102. Wow. That was only 10 off. I feel like I should get that point. That's okay. Two out of three. I mean like one out of three, but two out of three is... Bonus questions. Bonus question. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom, baby. (laughs) And hopefully we all learned something. Yes. Now that we have completely changed the game on quiz questions, stay tuned for next week, Zimmy. (laughs) This... Britt, this this is a coming together... Uh, segment of the show we fight it out in the second segment and we should all come together and learn something because education is the key education is dope 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 but thanks for listening guys <laughs> good night goodbye <laughs> oh wait we have a closing statement funky's bunk is brought to you <laughs> by a vague idea podcast network and recorded at steno denver you can listen to funky spunk at apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like listening to us, guys, please uh, like and subscribe. And engage with us. Tell your friends. Have other people listen to us. Yeah, we love friends. Have people add us on the Instagrams and tell us nice things. Mm. We know how much I like that. We need to be validated. Questions for the show? Follow us on Instagram at Podcast or email us at FunkySpunkPodcast at gmail.com. Bye. Steno, Denver. You've heard us talk about it. Uh, They are one of our major sponsors, but I want to take a moment to tell you why we actually are here. Because we love it. It's the coffee. It is truly the coffee. I show up every day for the coffee. Yeah. We've been all stuck at home. We get to come here every day. It's super clean and safe. and It's a nice way to get out of your house while still being productive. Uh, I get to interact with people in a way that I haven't interacted with people in so long. Right. Get some get some stuff done. He's got a keg. Yeah. I like drinking and I like coffee. If you guys are looking for a co-working space, check out Steno Denver. And our listeners get two free weeks of Which co-working. It's pretty dope because you would be co-working with Zimmy and I. With us. Do you guys want to be our best friends? You want to be best friends? Please. We can be best friends. All right. Check Steno Denver out at stenodenver.com. And use the promo code FunkySpunk. Yeah.